Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Welcome. Thursday on the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. That's David Allen over there in Studio 1A. I am here in Studio 1B. Great to be with you. I need to consult. I should have done this before, but let's see here. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Why do I feel like I'm watching Sesame Street? Well, because we are counting down the weeks to the start of the professional football season, hence my Green Bay Packers shirt. We are 10 weeks away yeah, from kickoff. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. 10 weeks away from kickoff. I don't consult with you we on, on our attire. We, we We're not husband and wife. We could have NFL matched. Yeah, we could have, but we didn't. Now, did we? <laughs> We're 10 weeks. Besides, quick text. You, that's all it takes. <laughs> you play on Sunday. I think. I think you've got a Sunday kick to start your season. Uh, the Packers and the Bears will open the regular season at Soldier Field for Chicago's 100th season, which matches the NFL. The NFL celebrating its 100th anniversary. Of course, Green Bay is 101 years old. But Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're just, uh, I, I'm, a little, I'm a little excited about football season coming around. So, uh, hence the uh, the Packer uniform, and it's a connection, football, to our uh, verse of the day. How do you make that leap? Well, just stay with me here. Six seventeen sixty three segment of the day. For those of you that don't know what that means, um, you just look up the date. Something will pop out. You'll you'll notice what it is. Matthew seven twenty four and twenty five. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine. And puts them in the practice. It's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. You know, guys, we may, and, and I know that we have many women listening as well, but I'm going to speak to the fellows out here. Guys, we may be able to put together a swing set. We may be able to do work on the car engine. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we can put together and do. But trying to live your life without looking at the manual is a bad mistake. And I know that a lot of us like to just kind of do our own thing and go our own way, but there is nothing that replaces spending a little time in God's Word trying to understand what God, what Jesus, what the Holy Spirit would have to say about any given situation you find yourself in. And don't think it's just there for when, uh-oh, I've got parts left over. Why? Uh-oh, this isn't fitting properly. I better consult the manual. No, you consult the manual regardless to make sure that you are assembling your life, your family's life, your work life on the right things, the right way. So there's your verse of the day. 
I said it connected to football because I've got a story here. Deshaun Watson. Okay. In Israel. He was uh, invited as part of a trip sponsored by America's Voices in Israel. And what they do is they bring Latino and African-American athletes, celebrities, political leaders on week-long missions trips to experience Israel for themselves. Because inside many of those cultures, Israel is not given a very fair chance of a good reputation. There are people that downplay Israel's importance. Deshaun Watson got baptized in the Jordan River. What? He said it's simply overwhelming to be baptized in the waters of the Jordan River, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and visit one of the first towns where Jesus preached his gospel. I'm truly in awe of this wonderful land and the wonderful people who live here. Now, my guess is he was a Christian before he was baptized there. But he wanted to experience that because obviously John baptized Jesus in the Jordan. And so it's just, I just thought it was a really cool story about a guy who was happy to give a quote about his faith and the importance of the experience of going where Jesus was was born and where he lived and where he ministered. I just think that's pretty cool. Life-changing trip is what he called it. Ten minutes after the hour, this date in history and more. The Morning Show show with with Preston Preston Scott Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Good morning to all our friends at WMMB. AM 1240, 1350, and 93.1 FM on the iHeartRadio app as well. Filling in for Bill Mick. Bill Mick Live will be back on Monday. We are in one more day after today, doing our best to uh, annoy and burden you for another couple of days. In fact, so strongly is the uh, is the desire to to annoy you that I, I'm playing hurt. You might not. You might pick it up in my voice. You might not. But. Um, Let's not make a big deal out of this. I'm not making a big deal out of it. I'm just pointing out I'm playing hurt. The moneymakers dinged a little, up, a little man. Scratchy, you get a, quite a bit. A cough, as a or fact, cold, or I've been fighting the crud, and uh, that's all your fault, by the way. It's I don't know that it is. I'm pretty sure that it is. Uh, Infinity Con coming to the uh, Civic Center on Saturday. If you want to go, InfinityConTally.com. Get your tickets. And uh, today's the day if you are a vet or know of one that could use some legal assistance, go to the American Legion Post today from 3 to 5. And uh, there's, there's legal help on all manner of issues that you might be facing. Also, today, I expect to be going Facebook Live from Warner Hyundai late this morning, early afternoon. With the Green Bay Packers shirt? Of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be about me anyway. I'm going to go and show you the Palisade. They got one in. They've got 11 more in the pipeline. This one's not going to be sold. It's sitting on the showroom because they've got so many people on a waiting list for the Palisade. That um, uh, Anyway, I told them, let me know. And so the, uh, the general manager, Greg Clark, sent me a note yesterday. He said, it's in. And I got a video clip of the one they've got. It's just, it's beautiful. And uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little Facebook Live and show off the uh, 
the Hyundai Palisade, which is their big full-size SUV. Later on today, let's see, today is uh, June 27th. We know it's National Scrambled Eggs Day for dinner. Okay. Which is Scrambled. not on my list. I don't know where you're getting that from. So, Well, it's been declared, sir. Okay. You need an updated list. I, I guess I do because it's just National Sunglasses Day okay. and National Bomb Pop Day. Bomb Pop. Yeah, the red, white, and blue yeah, absolutely. popsicle. And I've never had one. Oh, dear. That's just wrong. Okay. It was uh, on this date in 1652 in New Amsterdam. You keep talking, but a- after the whole bomb pop thing, all I hear is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's what you hear every morning. <laughs> uh, in, in 1652, New Amsterdam, otherwise known as New York City, enacts an early traffic law, quoting, no wagons, carts, or sleighs shall be run, rode, or driven at a gallop within the city. There you go. On this date in 1844, mob kills uh, Mormon leader Joseph Smith and his brother Hiram in Carthage, Carthage, Illinois. Uh, 1898, Joseph Joshua, sorry, Slocum becomes the first person to circumnavigate the world alone when he lands his boat, the Spray, in Rhode Island. Wow, that's a trip. The Spray. Yeah, man. It's, uh, 1950, Truman orders the Air Force and Navy into the Korean War. And in 1985, Route 66 from Chicago to L.A. ceases to be a U.S. highway replaced by the largely uh, replaced largely by the interstate highway system. Uh, let me tell you something: you can't kill Route 66. No, no, it lives on. Today would have been Bob Keeshan's birthday. Oh, do, Captain Kangaroo. Now I was going to say, do you know who Bob Keeshan is? Mr. Green Jeans, Rabbit, Mr. Moose, you better believe it. Uh, up for auction, priced at 80000 Really not auction, it's a sale. A letter that has been lost to historians for over centuries resurfaced. Thomas Jefferson wrote it. July 21st, 1825, the final year of his life at Monticello. Talking about the events of Bunker Hill, hoping it shapes a prosperous future for America. 16 minutes after the hour. WFLA at WFLAFM.com. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. And iHeart's radio station. Uh, don't expect me to spend much time, if any time at all, talking about the Democrat debate last night, other than when I get Peter Schweitzer on the program. Peter, a New York Times bestselling author, who is the worst nightmare for bad, dirty, corrupt politicians on any side of the aisle. He is their worst nightmare. Um, he's a good friend of the show, has uh, been kind with his time over the years, going to join us again today and uh, for those of you in melbourne if you've never had a chance to uh hear peter really make sure you tune in it's appointment listening tune in at 805 you do not want to miss the 10 good minutes with peter schweitzer coming up but i don't expect to talk a whole lot i heard enough uh i came in and listened to parts of it same old nonsense you know david was joking about the fact that after I said I hadn't had a bomb pop, is that what they're called? Yes, sir. Okay. Everything was blah, blah, blah. That's what last night was for the Democrats. 
There were a few notables. For example, the extremism of Elizabeth Warren was scary, was truly, I mean. Healthcare is a basic human right. No, there are no exclusions for abortion. That one. The she sees no circumstance in which abortion shouldn't be allowed. None. None. No limitations. Let me tell you something. There is there is coldness running in that woman's heart. She has a problem. She has a real problem. The, I think the real problem resides in the fact that the left looks at a statement like that and sees it as loving and compassionate. Well, she does. I don't think anyone else on the platform went that far and would go that far. Very few would go that far. But that's that's just that's the coldness of her heart. It's dark in there. Man, it's bad. Bad, bad, bad. But um I just there's there's no need. There's nothing that they are going to say that that is of interest to me. Uh we'll let them fight and kick each other and and we'll see what sort of comes out of it. I'm sure there'll be opportunities to discuss. Um, I just want to circle back real quickly here. This document that's available from the RAB collection, it's, uh, and if you look it up, it's R-A-A-B. R-A-A-B collection. It's $80,000. If you had the money laying around, DeVoe Moore, um, this would be an amazing find. I, I just, you look at something that was written at Monticello, the year of his death, and by that I mean it's July 21st, 1825. He died the same day as John Adams did, famously, on July 4th, 1826, 50 years to the day of the announcement of the Declaration of Independence. It's just the, the symmetry of this man's life, with all of its faults, is spectacular. And he writes, I'm very thankful to the Bunker Hill Monument Association for the honor they have done me in electing me an honorary member of that institution. The occasion, the first great battle of the revolution, which has given birth to it, forms an epoch in the history of mankind well worthy of the splendid ceremonies with which its first stone was lately laid and consecrated. The coincidence of circumstances, too, was truly fortunate, which permitted it to be laid by the hand of one, one so illustrious, the Marquis de Lafayette, in his participation of the toils and dangers which followed the event it signifies. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a fascinating letter. Anyway, 80 grand, just cost you 80 grand. Now, on the other end of the interesting spectrum is the news that McDonald's is going to roll out a couple of new menu items in the fall. These are not the worldwide things that they've got on the menu now, right? No, they are adding a spicy barbecue sandwich Hmm. and spicy barbecue glazed tenders. Okay. Now, no word on whether there will ever be a return of the spicy McChicken, which some view as the (laughs) finest spicy chicken sandwich ever. I don't agree, but I did enjoy it from time to time. Um. There was a petition that circulated a few years ago demanding that they bring back the hot and spicy McChicken. It was pulled from restaurants in 2006, came back for a limited time in 2013. This group doesn't say how many signed the petition, won it permanently back. Obviously, the barbecue 
the the sweet and spicy or what is it the spicy barbecue isn't the same thing this is a whole nother thing i don't know if they're trying to pacify you if you're holding out for the spicy chicken sandwich (laughs) no idea pacification exactly all right we come back some very interesting and at the same time difficult big stories in the press box it's the morning show with preston scott Morning show with Preston Scott. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Thirty-five, almost thirty-six minutes after the hour. The morning show with Preston Scott. Good morning. Thanks very much for joining us, David Allen. There in Studio One A. Thursday, June twenty-seventh. All of you listening on the Space Coast on WMMB. Thanks very much for waking up with us. You have joined a larger audience this week and uh, and last Friday. A couple more days of it, today and tomorrow. And then uh, Bill Mick will be back live on uh, on Monday. But uh, to those of you joining all of us in the uh, Gulf Coast and the Capital City area, we welcome you. Big stories in the press box. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of get through them, and then I want to circle back. Uh, parents of... Uh, Shooting victim Mara Binkley are suing the hot yoga studio and Benton Place property owner. This is a story in the Tallahassee Democrat. It is um, it is a shooting that, while not local for those of you in all the areas outside of Tallahassee, this this matters. And so the lawsuit being filed by parents of a victim against the business and the landlord. Democrats met last night, but that's not the story. The story is how the media and the Democrats have changed their tune on the border. It's no longer a manufactured crisis. They've done a 180 and now somehow are blaming Trump. It's amazing. We've gone from, you remember the State of the Union speech? And then Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi standing awkwardly by by each other, calling it uh, that the Trump president was working to manufacture a crisis, stoke fear, and divert attention from the turmoil in his administration. Mainstream media followed. Remember Jim Acosta famously making himself look the fool, going to a border area with the fence, saying, we don't see anything here. There's no crisis here. It's because there's a fence, you fool. They're not coming where the fence is. Aha. Everyone mocked Acosta. But now everybody's turned it around. No, we got a humanitarian crisis. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez calling the crisis uh, that, that we're now dealing with it with concentration camps. New York Times. Border aid bill passes as Democrats deliver check on Trump policy. In other words, Trump was right. It's just, it's comical. And uh, if you haven't heard Wayfair, in the midst of uh, dealing with a walkout of its workers because employees staged a walkout yesterday to protest Wayfair dealing with the United States government contractors operating immigration facilities. They needed to order $200,000 worth of food. They turned to Wayfair, uh, food, uh, furniture. They turned to Wayfair to order the furniture. Workers found out it's for the immigration centers, so they had a walkout. 
You want to hear what the mission statement is for Wayfair? I'm not sure that I do. Company's mission is to make home a reality for more of the many people in need of safe shelter, basic household items that help make a home. Well, like Chuck Schumer said. So they were buying beds and so forth to try to make a place for people to have a, a place to lay their head. Yeah, these, these folks coming across the border are not criminals. They're just people fleeing persecution. It's just, it's crazy. But I want to circle back to the story of parents grieving, obviously, understandably. Their daughter was shot and killed at the hot yoga studio here in town, not far from where we do our job here. And they're suing the studio and the landlord. I'm going to go through the lawsuit in just a second here. There, This is important, although difficult to talk about for obvious reasons. That's next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Morning Show with Preston Scott. I feel like a Kentucky Fried Idiot. News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Forty-one minutes after the hour. Now, David commented that um, this is something we got to talk about, but I feel bad for the folks in Melbourne. I don't, because this is a story that has application across the country. Why you got to out me like that? Well, because I think I think there are a lot of people that think that way. Uh, this is just a Tallahassee shooting. No, it has implications. Yes, it happened here, but it has implications across the country. How so? The twelve-page lawsuit asserts that the yoga studio's owner and the property owner failed to take proper security measures to protect patrons. Quoting, they should have known that there was a propensity for criminal conduct by third persons that unreasonably exposed invitees to an unreasonably dangerous condition on the premises that was likely to cause harm to invitees. What? How in the world... Is a yoga studio, or for that matter, virtually any business in the country, creating a propensity for criminal conduct? If anything, it would be the opposite because I'm betting they didn't even have a cash drawer. They're not a target for robberies, per se. It goes on to list... An atmosphere was created which facilitated the commission of crimes against persons. They cite 21 security failures, not having security guards, cameras, proper lighting, training, or procedures because, quote, of inadequate or non-existent visible or physical deterrence, quote, criminals could carry out physical assaults on the defendant's premises without fear of being caught, discovered, and or prosecuted. This is why, first of all, God bless you, Mr. and Mrs. Bankley. I feel very bad for your loss. Everybody does. But you now have turned into a problem with our legal system. You have and your attorneys are representing the worst of the legal climate that we have in our country. How in the world can that assertion be made to a singular business without then 
countering that businesses must therefore have armed security, video cameras in all corners, lights, warnings, signs, etc. at all times, at all points, at all places. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, let's back up and say you're buttressing the point that we've made on this program for years, and that is... The only way you stop a bad person with a gun is to have good people with a gun. Okay, you're buttressing that argument we've made. But to suggest that the business was negligent for the reasons listed here is absurd. And and from my perspective, it's patently offensive. Now, I'm going to turn this, please, briefly, as Andy brings up on Facebook Live, but... Tallahassee has been Florida's most crime-filled, violent crime-filled city. So you should know this and take precautions. Okay, here's your problem with that argument, Andy. This crime doesn't fit the profile of the crime that put Tallahassee in the top spot. That wasn't really his argument. I'm just twisting his words. Okay, thanks (laughs) for that. Um... (laughs) That that argument doesn't work. The reason Tallahassee's number one is not the random active shooter situation, which happens in communities all over the country. It's black-on-black crime that is consistent and rampant. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about a normal... We're talking about an outlier. But I just... I want you to think about the ramifications of this. And this, this business, I'm guessing, not a big, wealthy business, now has to hire attorneys to defend itself. Landowner, they might have the money, the resources. Business doesn't. I think this is a shameful lawsuit. I think it's wrong. I don't even think it's well-intentioned. It's the Morning Show with Preston Scott. When you thought you were right. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Well, no shock here. GAO, Government Accountability Office, over the last eight years has found over 300 overlapping, fragmented, or duplicative programs in government. Now, I would guess there's far more than that. 
Well, they've just released their latest report. They found an additional 98. So as of right now, here's the report. The GAO estimates that tens of billions of additional dollars could be saved should Congress and the executive branch agencies fully address the remaining 396 open actions. So they just found an additional 98. They had just over 300 previously. So they've addressed about, what, four? <laughs> four <laughs> in the last eight to ten years. Sounds like good math to me. <laughs> uh, they have found duplication, waste, et cetera, the Department of Energy, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid, the Department of Defense, the Internal Revenue Service, Veterans Affairs, Department of Homeland Security, Department of Labor, Department of State, Agriculture and we're, Commerce, as well as the here. Food and Drug Administration. We're going to be here a while if you keep reading. <laughs> well, it, it's so, here's my question, and I put this on the rundown. Why is this so hard? Why is it so hard to just sit people down in a room and say, hey, look, Okay, first of all, all of you sitting on the left, I want every other person to sit on the right. All of you sitting on the right, I want every other person to sit on the left. And I want you all to sit together and fix this. Doesn't matter whether you're Democrat or Republican. Fix this. Why is it so hard to find duplicative programs. People are going to lose their jobs if you fix that. Yeah. And maybe. And that's the way we've always done it. Wouldn't that's it be a great time to. to do it when you have the lowest unemployment rate we've had in decades? Where people, how many, how many times have you and I seen, heard, read a story that said, we can't find enough skilled workers. Now, immediately, I can hear the audience. There are members of the audience going, yeah, but you just said government workers were going to lose their job, not skilled ones. <laughs> well, you're not going to want to leave an office job and go and be a plumber's apprentice. Well, of course not. You're not qualified to be that. But my point is, there are high-tech jobs. There are jobs aplenty. This is exactly the time that you begin to shrink the size of the public sector right now. And and the bottom line is, so we're going to justify throwing away billions and billions of dollars just to keep someone employed? Sounds like money for a wall to me. But I mean, seriously, we're going to justify that to just have a job for someone to do that somebody else is doing? Yes. Defies logic. It defies logic. And that's where we need to find a way, and I, I doubt it's going to happen in any of our lifetimes, to, to elect grown-ups that'll go into the sandbox and clear it out and fix this, because this shouldn't be hard. You've got, you've got a government agency, in essence, saying, we've got waste everywhere. Fix it. We just, it, 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 and when you look at the obvious ones, like the, we've talked about the studies that our tax dollars, your money 
if you pay taxes. And I'm not talking about when you check out at the store. I'm talking about federal payroll taxes. Your money is used to fund the absurd. Gross art displays. Well, art's in the eye of the beholder, Preston. Yeah, what is your point? We're funding disgusting art displays. We're, dis we're, we're funding studies on the sexual traits of, of baboons in Africa. I mean, what are we looking at? Anyway, shouldn't be as hard as we've made it, that's for sure. We come back, Steve Stewart will get us dialed in on what's going on here in the capital city of the third largest state in the nation. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Welcome to hour number two of the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. Great to be with you this morning. It is Thursday, June 27th, final Thursday of the month of June. We head to July next week, show number 4060. It's great to be with you. For those of you that are new to the program, Tallahassee Reports is, if you want to know what's going on in Tallahassee, Real investigative, objective reporting. You go to TallahasseeReports.com, the executive editor, Steve Stewart, with us each and every Thursday morning. How are you, bud? Good morning, Preston. Good. Ready um, to go. The crime numbers have been discussed a lot in the state, and uh, generally for the state of Florida, good news overall. Yes, it is. I think one of the things, uh, you know, again, we're, we're number one for the, the county, Leon County, driven by mm -hmm. incidents in the city of Tallahassee are number one in terms of the index crime rate, which includes property crime, property crime and violent crime. And, you know, the bad news for the city of Tallahassee is that we're number one. Um, and, and they come out and they say that crime is going down and they're correct. But all those categories, the, the property crime rate, the violent crime rate, and the index of crimes is down so over 7%. So we started you know, trying to figure out why we're still number one. And, and the problem is we started at a sort of an elevated number a number of years ago, say in the top 10. But our crime rate has just not fallen as fast as the rest of the state. So we are behind. I mean, crime fell in, I think, 52 of the 67 counties. Mm -hmm. But we're still number one. And, and you know, it's not real close. And so um, it'll be interesting to see if we can get, you know, if we're, you know, the, the idea now is just to get out of the number one spot. But if you <laughs> just even if we're number two, small three, goals, yeah, just, you know, we're not number one. <laughs> but five years in a row becomes there's something going on. Right. I mean, if you do it for five years in a row, you could have an outlier year or even an outlier two or three years. But I mean, it's five years in a row. And so it, it is there is some nuance here because, look, you know, what everybody's seeing in the news on murders and shootings is a very small part of calculating the crime rate. Right. And so that's not even really the reason why we're number one. It has a lot to do with property crime, assaults, things of those numbers that add up because they, you know, they do it per hundred thousand. So that's the first thing. It is right. These leaders and the city and everybody can say the crime rate is going down the second year in a row that it's fallen, but it's not going fast enough. It's not matching the rate of decline in the state of Florida. It's not. And, um, and you know, if you take the city out of Leon County, where's the county? Yeah. And we've did that a couple of years ago, but it's, it's not obviously not number one. Um, and we looked at it, we didn't look at it this year on that data, but it's, uh, you know, I mean, look 90, I think all but two of the murders were in the city 
mm-hmm. this past year. Um, and segueing into murders, which is a different story because that trend is not going down. Yeah, and that's a statewide problem, murders and rape. Right, but now if you look at statewide, what I did was took the average rate, murder rate in the f- first 10 years of this uh, this century, 2000-2010, and then compared it to where we are in 2018. And for the state, it's up about 5 or 6%. The murder rate's been about right around 55 So it is inched up a little bit. Um, but with Leon County, it is, it's up like about, um, when I say Leon County, again, driven by the city of Tallahassee, it's up over 40% when you do that comparison. You know, from 2000, 2010, we had seven, eight, nine murders. And then something happened you know, right around 2010, 2011. It got up to 15. And we have had the last four years, I think, have been three of the highest murder rate years ever in Tallahassee. And so that is an issue. And I think we're on pace to stay. It's, it has remained elevated. And our murder rate was below the state average for 10 years. And now it crossed in around 2010, 2011. And we're above the state average and we have in fact led in violent crimes several years hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Where's the city going to be this year? You know, I'd have to look at that. But it's uh, the interesting thing on that is that our violent crime rate is the lowest it's been in uh, 18 years. But it could be it's, it's still, still number still, one. Oh, yeah. It's still above the state be. average. Yes, okay. exactly. Steve Stewart with us. We've got more to talk about if you are... Um, Paying attention to education in and around Leon County. Hopefully you know that um, Tallahassee Reports is covering the Leon County schools like never before. And you're learning things that you probably want to know. We'll talk about that next on The Morning Show. The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Laugh it up, fuzzball. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. If you want your paper subscription to go to independent investigative journalism, there you go. It's as simple as going to TallahasseeReports.com and uh, see what they do. Have the paper delivered directly to you. You'll actually have a piece of paper in your hands that you enjoy reading. And uh, and Steve Stewart, the executive editor with us each and every Thursday. Steve, you have uh, devoted more and more time and resources to following what's going on in the school system. Yes, uh, we've started doing a number of, I would say, investigative reports. We actually got criticized because all we did was provide facts. <laughs> One of the stories was, you know, we want, you know, we want to hear comments from people. You know, the thing that I often say is that you know, just don't want the political spin. You know, and a lot of times, especially from the school board side, there are, there are no comments. There well, are that's no why I don't I don't do a lot of interviews right. with elected people. It's that are local because you're just going to get spin. You are. And it's, so we, we looked at homeschoolers. Uh, we saw this homeschool rate go up. We look at data. We find out that you know, the number of homeschoolers in uh, Tallahassee is five times, you know, have increased five times the rate of the state of Florida. So we dig in and figure out why. Figured out that Godby had the most homeschoolers, which I thought was a little bit weird. 
Find out that over half of them are out of compliant, and that's the reason why it went up. So that hasn't been covered. We uh, just co- we just started a series on uh, out-of-school suspensions. Mm-hmm. The range is unbelievable between the different schools. We published high schools and middle schools. We'll look at uh, elementary schools. But if you look at the um, high schools, the, the rates, I mean, there's 240 suspensions last year at Gobby. That's over one a day. Out of school suspension, which isn't like something that happens just on a whim. Oh no, and it's not. A, you know, so that's stuff that you got to fill out paperwork, and so we're starting to look and find out exactly what's going on. And uh, last month uh, at a school board, or it's this month, I guess, beginning of this month, they do every year they file a report that shows the new personnel for next year. So we were able to go through and pick one of the, the one of the tabs out that says instructional resignations. Thought that was an interesting tab. Looked at it, saw there was a lot of names there. Um, and so we went and compared it to the previous three years. And instructional resignations for this upcoming year increased, uh, I think it was 103%. What? When you compare it to the last three-year average. 103%? Yes, you went from about 45 to 50 resignations for the last three years. And then this year, it's up over 100. Now, um, again... Those- now, historically, correct me if I'm wrong, historically... We hear the county saying we need teachers like the first, second week of the school year. This is going to put an unbelievable stress on hiring. Well, the thing about this, and this is something we're starting to look into, is obviously people are leaving the profession. There was a uh, teacher that uh, showed up. Well, uh, there was a teacher that resigned, which is on that list, did not show up to the school board meeting, but have somebody had somebody read a letter. He was a teacher at Godby. Right. Very heartbreaking letter. You know, I'm getting out of teaching. And these are the reasons why, why, you know, some of it's money, a lot of it's discipline. A lot of it is, you know, no control. And we're seeing these stories across the state. I read a story in Tampa of a lady who had a passion for teaching, was in a Title I school, said she can't handle the stress. And so I think that it's a statewide issue. Listen, they want to talk about it being all about money. You know, I don't think it is all about money. I think it's about what's happening in the schools. And I think that the culture outside the schools, you know, that is creating some problems for our community is starting to move inside the schools. And I don't know that it's meeting a lot of resistance. We're doing some looking at some numbers right now that we'll have probably next time I show up here that looks like that it's a little bit out of control. And we saw inklings of this with the, the Cobb Middle School issue. Um, where the principal was accused of just trying to kick kids out of school because you know they were they had chosen that school as a charter school, but were trying to get rid of them so she could get her test scores down, um, and we haven't got any resolution to that. So the combination of the impact of the school system on our community and the lack of transparency, what we're he- hearing from the school board, I think is something that warrants a lot more focus from us, and that's what we're doing. I'll be anxious to see it. Um, quick note on Blueprint. Yeah, Blueprint meetings today. Everybody's eyes gloss over when you say Blueprint, but they do a lot. It's all elected officials, five plus seven, city and the county. Today, they're going to be talking. A lot of money at stake here. A lot here. of money and a lot of big projects. The Northeast Gateway is on the agenda oh boy. for just a step up. It's nothing major. Well, you know, uh, that's on the agenda. The Open to the public? Yes, it is. And the traffic study for the Northeast Gateway is supposed to be in in the fall, and then we'll see what happens there. We know you'll be there. Thank you, Preston. Thanks so much. Steve Stewart with Tallahassee Reports, my guest. 16 minutes after the hour. Subscribe, get the paper, TallahasseeReports.com. UFLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Let's check it out. And iHeart's radio station. After the hour of the morning show with Preston Scott. Always appreciate Steve Stewart coming in. 
it's um, what's going on in the classroom and schools. Does it surprise you we got over 100 teachers resigning from the school district? 100. And they can't fill the positions they have each year. They are, they are desperate for substitute teachers, teachers in general. I, I, can't, I have been ringing this bell for years. And some of you don't like hearing it. You think that teaching is nine months of the year and that it's from seven in the morning until three in the afternoon and then it's piece of cake, nothing more to do, and they get their summers off. You are so sadly mistaken. The profession is brutal. And when you consider the responsibility that goes with it, Teachers are so grossly underpaid. I'll be the first one to tell you, we've got plenty of bad teachers. We also have some amazing teachers. The bottom line, though, is if we don't grab this problem by the scruff of the neck and deal with it, everything from parental involvement, you can't make parents care. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can make them care. They'll care real fast when they're inconvenienced. You can make them care. You can deal with the problem in the classroom. I was telling Steve off air, if you want to change the dynamic of the classroom, give control of the classroom back to the teachers. And right now, teachers across the broadcast are shouting amen. Teachers... Even if you paid them appropriately, you can't overcome the stress that is on the classroom itself and the environment of having unruly kids that don't get disciplined by administration. The administrators have lost their nerve because the school districts have lost their nerve, its nerve, and are no longer holding parents accountable to be parents. Years ago, I handed a blueprint to the school board on something they could consider to do to address the problem of discipline in the classroom. They were so patronizing. So, and it was just like, yeah, that's a waste of my time. And so, what, what's the result? You got over 100 teachers quitting. Most the profession. Done. You're not paying them enough. You're not giving them control of the classroom. You're not letting them teach. The amount of time spent on discipline issues, it, and you wonder why the outcomes are the way they are in the education process. Forget the, the, the curriculum. Forget problems with textbooks and the liberal agenda coming out in them. It's, that's irrelevant compared to the most fundamental problems in the classroom. And it can be fixed. You've got to, teachers, you got to get rid of the union. Join Penn, the Professional Educators Network of Florida. If you want legal protection, which is what I hear from teachers, that's why they're the union. So if something happens and they get sued, they get help. That's what your dues go to for Penn. But they don't go to political activism. They don't pick sides in elections. And FEA picks losers every single year. They they bankrupt themselves supporting candidates that lose they pick fights why would you pick a fight with any group of politicians that determine your funding levels 
Sweet Lord, why would you turn yourselves into enemies? There's so many levels here, and you can fix some of this stuff. Get rid of the class size amendment. It doesn't work. And it's bleeding. I think the last count was $40 billion. Imagine if if a portion of that money went into teachers' salaries. Not bonuses. I never agreed with Rick Scott's pat on the head, here's five bucks, go get a Happy Meal way of giving bonuses. No. No. Improve pay. And with respect to those of you in Melbourne holding out for $2,300 instead of $1,100, I don't blame you. You ought to be holding out for more than that. Teachers are grossly underpaid. You, you've created, parents, a combat zone by your distant way of parenting. And not all of you, but a lot of you. You don't really know how to even look up your kids' grades. You don't know if they're turning in work. And so we've created this mess ourselves as parents. It's going to take you getting in and changing the game. But you're going to see this exodus from the profession. Then what happens to your precious little one's marshmallow brains? What is what what is going to be fed to them by people that aren't professional educators? Sweet Lord. We come back. Bill Zimfer's off. We got the big stories in the press box and more on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. News. First, the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7, WFL. Feels a little weird not having Bill Zimfer here today or tomorrow. Who? <laughs> Bill taking some time off. Well-deserved time off. He's great. How and quickly I, I hope we forget. No, we don't. You do. We don't. Um, I, I just... I don't think... Well, I do think perhaps a lot of you appreciate how good Bill is at his job. There aren't a lot of great reporters in this day and age. There just aren't. Look, if I didn't come in here every day and if I didn't always hear that it's the morning show with Preston Scott, I would forget that I would forget about you. That's that's how well I pay attention. David Allen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's been documented during my time here. Big stories in the press box. We're not talking much about the Democrat debate last night. There's another one tonight because there's really nothing to talk about. And I didn't say no, anything new. And there's no and there's no radio coverage either. What do you make of that? They didn't so they didn't now you should know, folks, listening to the broadcast, David is the program director for our station, and so he's aware of all of the different feeds that become available to us to carry a given event. Yeah, I was told about a month ago that radio coverage is not available for the Democratic debates, not just last night and tonight, 
but going forward into the future, it's not available. So what do you make of it? Uh, well, as we were talking about off air, they assume that the radio stations that pick this up are going to be largely conservative. And so they don't offer it. Wouldn't you want that? See, that's the difference. Well, yeah, I want, I'm, I want my listeners to be informed of the lunacy that's taking place. And But I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about from the Democrat perspective. But uh, therein is the difference between Democrats, liberals, illiberals, and Republicans, sometimes conservatives. Not everybody that listens to this station and or the stations that we're heard on are conservative or Republican. Well, not just that, but let's say they were. Don't you want to pick some off with your great ideas? Win them over with your persuasive arguments? That's the difference. Conservatives, and, and see, this all blends together with the storyline of what's going on with Google and YouTube and the censorship. Nice point. They don't want the conservative view to be expressed in any way, shape, or form, hence the suppression of it, because it wins the day. You win people over. Right-minded people, and I mean literally right-minded. I'm not talking about left and right. I'm talking about people that are, are able to clearly think, discern, reason, logically will listen to the viewpoints of the left and the right, and, and that's why, over time, young people become more conservative as they grow older, because it makes sense. They, they see what happens with families and money and paychecks, and they're like, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, what? I've worked hard. Why are we doing that? And they, they start to piece it together. That's why they don't want their debates on conservative talk radio. Whereas conservatives, Republicans, they're like, Take it, everybody, air it wherever you want. Because their ideas, though not perfect, are based on conservatism. And conservatism, when practiced, is always correct. Always. Interesting. Last night, for, let me give you an example. All 10 of them said, in essence, the economy was in, in, in shambles. 72% of Americans say the economy's great. Who's right? The 10 that were on the stage last night that are in lock left step, which the New York Times, I think it was the Times, maybe it was the Post, said uh, 10 left feet about the debate last night. So who's right? The 72% of the cross-section of the American people or the 10 Democrats sitting on the stage yesterday, standing on the stage? Who's right? I, I'm, I think it's easy. There's more. There, there are other stories that uh, we'll, we'll get to a little bit more in depth next hour. Sorry for focusing on that, but I, I just felt like that needed to happen. 40 minutes after the hour, Dr. Matthew Zademan next, our Optimum Health Naturally segment. On the morning show with Preston Scott. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life, it's a new life for me. And I'm feeling good. Optimum Health Naturally. Joining me, Dr. Matthew Zademan. Website healthytallahassee.com. 
Com. Dr. Zadovan, good morning. Good morning, Preston. How are you? I can't believe you're going to tread on this thin ice that uh, we talked about last week. And I had more than one person say, oh, you of all people shouldn't believe that. And and look, this is this is part of what you do. You deal with the skeletal structure of people all the time. And, and so you want to comment on the story in the Washington Post that is of research that talks about cell phone use. Absolutely. And, and honestly, I mean, when, you, when I came across this story, and just from a common sense perspective of what I see every day, I mean, this made a whole lot of sense to me. Um, essentially what happened in the story, and I know you, you covered it already, but um, we started seeing a, a chiropractor in Australia started seeing bony projections coming down from the base of the skull, which essentially came down to be a bone spur. And, and, bone and it's spurs, younger people, though, right? Exactly, and that's the thing. Is bone spurs typically we'll see in uh, elderly folks, older people, uh, people with degenerative arthritis, changes like that. And so that's what we correlate it with. And, and when he did his study, he took over 200 x-rays of uh, young adults 18 to 30, and 41% of them had this. So, I mean, that's pretty alarming. And, you know, the, what makes sense is that it's because we're doing more and more time looking down at our phones, tablets, those types of things. And so we know that and what happens mechanically when you're looking down at a phone like that or a tablet, those muscles right in the back of your neck up and connecting to the top of your head, they're trying to pull you constantly back up into a neutral position. And so it makes sense that that chronic stress, that chronic contracture of that muscle is going to end up getting fatigued and lay down some degenerative uh, bone spurts. It's exactly what happens in the rest of our body uh, due to chronic stress. It's just alarming it's happening at such a young age. Um, so, you know, it doesn't prove, this study doesn't prove that that's what's causing it, but it sure does make, sure rings the bell on my common sense meter. Well, sure. yeah, and that's the thing, because kids are spending, you know, we're not talking one or two hours, we're talking 8, 10, 12 hours a day on those phones, and well, so it's not so much from bone growth at a young age, it's more because of muscles being stressed? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's where bone spurs usually come. They're calcifications okay. of the tendons and ligaments. So they're, they're being, it's just a chronic stress to them, and then they end up laying down calcium because of that. Oh. Now, now the, the other thing here is that that's not the only reason to be concerned about this, about phone use. I mean, like you just said, I mean, that's, that's the CDC's number. Kids 8 to 18 years of age are spending close to 8 hours on average on, on screen time, and that's over 100 days a year when you start adding all that up. And, I mean, there's research that shows that increased screen time, especially tablets, phones, those types of things, are leading kids to have more antisocial behavior. Um, it's affecting their capacity to have empathy. Um, it attacks attention. It affects sleep. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, decreased social activity, more antisocial activity, and less empathy, man, doesn't that seem relevant when we're talking about all these increased school shootings? I mean, that is a really something that no one talks about. But I think is is a really really um, important health issue that, frankly, is getting ignored. So, how about the think? how about the irony that the world of social media is turning out an antisocial generation? Oh, I, it, it is. It, it's really incredible. So you know, limit your screen time. You know, the CDC says one to two hours. For me, you know, with my kids, I'm trying to keep them under an hour. Um, work on your posture. You know, you use your phone up at head level if you can. Um, that will keep you from flexing that neck forward and can help the posture. Get and rid of, of your flabby arms, too. 
Yeah, exactly. Go outside. <laughs> get some exercise. That's a great thing to do. Absolutely. Dr. Zademan, good comments. Thanks so much for the time today. Thanks for having me. All right, Dr. Matthew Zademan again. Uh, the website HealthyTallahassee.com, our Optimum Health Naturally segment here on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. It's 46 minutes after the hour. Talk with David in the break about the difference good customer service makes. If you want your business... Here, let me back up for a second. We have told our children, some have listened more than others. Be rule followers. Be polite. Look people in the eye. Work hard. You will set yourself apart from the majority like that. Like I said, for the most part, they got the message. They understand work ethic, politeness. The ability to communicate, look people in the eye, show deference and respect to people in authority, to not be the know-it-all and you're right about everything, but to learn, to grow. You stand out in the workforce. If you are a business competing for the ever-precious dollar of the private sector, you set yourself apart with customer service. And when you have the inevitable faux pas, if you own it, you even do better. Everybody, every consumer understands not every car is going to be perfect. Not every roof is going to be nailed with three nails and, and some will have two. I mean, there, there are there are mistakes made. You have workers that take a shortcut. When the problem's brought to your attention, good customer service is not projecting back onto the customer, but to own the problem. And then if you address it, because people inherently know that no one's perfect, but they corrected the problem. They dealt with it. Man, that's what you want. You That's taking a negative and turning it into a positive in a world where everything that you do is going to be reviewed. Is this what's the beef Thursday? No. It's not a beef. It's a suggestion. Oh. Great customer service is a separator. Why do people go to Chick-fil-A? I was about to it's say. It's not just the Lord's the, chicken. It's not just the Lord's chicken. No, it's good chicken, but. It's great customer service. My pleasure. Sets you apart. And getting the order right nearly every single yes. time. I've never seen a a drive through work so efficiently in my life. It's insane. It just is. They now have people taking orders all the way down. And then boom, boom, boom. And, and at some, they're handing you the order. It's not going through the window. It's being handed to somebody outside the window that's being handed to you to make sure that it's absolutely. They double check the order to make sure it's yeah. right. All right, 76 degrees in the capital city, 78 in Panama City, 65 in Green Bay, and it's sunny, clear, and beautimous in Melbourne. It's 80 degrees, heading to 88 today with a chance of a shower thunderstorm later on. Real quick, they were just voted the best fast food chain four years in a row. Chick-fil-A, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense.
Now, for those of you in Melbourne, these are our final hours together today and tomorrow. <laughs> and I just want you to know that, that I'll miss you. And I'm going to be okay if you don't miss me. I just, just don't write me and tell me you, you how you're not going to miss me. You don't have to get nostalgic and melancholy right now. Save uh, it not, for tomorrow. I'm not. You're not crying. I'm crying. Wait, no, I'm not crying. You're, you're crying. Exactly. Anyway, um, it's not you, no, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Bill Mick will be back live on Monday. And so uh, hang in there. I will only be a burden to you just a little while longer. I reached out yesterday and made a phone call to the Office of Communications of Nikki Freed, the Agriculture Commissioner. And I said to Max Flugrath, I said, Max, are you ever going to return my emails? I, I got to him. He said, I'm not sure. What, what do you mean? I said, I've been sending you emails. I'd like to get the commissioner. She would be the first commissioner of agriculture to not appear on my show in 18 years. And uh, and I'd like to get her on. Well, they must be going to my spam. He said, well, I should have. I should have. Uh, I, sh I should have written you back. I am sorry. I need to get with our scheduling department. I said, uh, don't expect to get a yes, because I don't think they want her to take questions. And I, I have questions. What do you want to ask her about? I said, well, that her first official act was to assign an LGBTQ liaison, that she put her face on the decals, and that she's using a very similar logo to that of the Department of Agriculture to raise money for a PAC. Those are among the things I'd like to talk to her about. <laughs> Click. And, and no, I said, just do me this favor. If you can't schedule her on the show, take me off your mailing list. I have no need to get info from people that won't take questions. Here we go, hour number three. The morning show with Preston Scott. Thanks very much for joining us. For those of you um, trying to watch on Facebook Live, sorry, the feed just dumped. Nothing I can do about it right this second. David Allen over there in Studio 1A. I am here in Studio 1B. Great to be with you this morning and pleased to have with us. He sits at number one on the guest morning show, uh, morning show guest power rankings. Peter Schweitzer, best selling author. How are you, my friend? I'm great. How are you, Preston? Well, <laughs> you know, the gift that keeps on giving is the Democrat Party. They held their first round of debates last night. Peter, did you watch any of it? I watched uh, small portions of it. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of work on uh, uh, researching cronyism corruption during the day. So at night, I try to step away from politics. But um, I did catch part of it. Uh, and, you know, I think uh, one of the first questions that really stumped everybody was, you know, if 70 percent of the American people feel like the economy is in good shape, you know, why are you proposing all these sort of deep, radical changes? And nobody really had a good answer for that. And I think that's part of the problem that the more progressive side of this um, uh, Democratic uh, primary are going to have answering that question. Well, Adam Brandon raised that this morning on Fox, and it was simply this. Who's wrong, 72% of the American people or the 10 Democrats that were standing on stage last night? That's right. I mean, I think part of the, uh, the art of politics um, is recognizing, um, you know, that timing is important. It's like comedy. Timing is important. 
you know, when Donald Trump came in 2016, and, and for that matter, Bernie Sanders came in 2016, uh, there was a lot of frustration with the economy. The, the so-called Obama recovery had not been all that great. Uh, so I think the American public was primed for people who were talking about real change in Washington, D.C. Now with the economy booming along, you know, what, 3% growth? Uh, unemployment so low, unemployment low for, for you know, every demographic group uh, at historic levels, uh, it's hard to make that case. And yet um, you have a lot of the candidates acting as if, you know, we're amidst the Great Depression or at least the Great Recession, uh, and we're simply not. So I think there's going to be some recalibrating. I think that's going to benefit um, candidates like Joe Biden, who are progressives, but not quite as progressive as some of the other candidates. Peter, what do you make of, you know, David had, I thought, a great observation in that that debate was not offered. None of the Democrat debates have been offered for radio consumption. The conclusion we've reached is that they don't want to have their debates on largely conservative talk radio stations because that's the format that's likely to take the debates. But what do you make of the fact that if it were the inversion, Republicans would be jumping at every opportunity to get their message out, even if there were such a thing as successful liberal talk radio? They want their message out there. Democrats don't want to try to win over Republican-minded people. Uh, you know, that's interesting. I wasn't aware that radio uh, was not being offered. I mean, that is fascinating, and it harkens me back to you know, the famous Kennedy-Nixon debate in 1960, which was the first uh, presidential debate that was televised. It, of course, had been offered on radio and was offered on radio in 1960. And what the research showed is that those who listened to it on radio, uh, by a pretty large margin, thought Richard Nixon had won. Those who watched it on television had felt that John Kennedy had won. So they're clearly, when it comes to television, there's an emphasis on you know, uh, uh, good looks on on uh, how things appear um, on radio. I've always believed, and one of the reasons I listen uh, to you and and other talk show hosts all the time uh, is it really gives you. A, it's a great format that you are allowed to really digest the ideas and what's being said. You're not distracted by the physical imagery. So, you know, perhaps that's part of it. Uh, perhaps their concern is that at least some of the candidates won't bear up well. Uh, when people are allowed to just hear them um, and absorb their ideas, uh, they're hoping that sort of the uh, the physical display will um, will uh, you know somehow make things look better. He's a New York Times best-selling author, multiple times over, friend of the program, Peter Schweitzer, with us. Peter, stand by. Quick check of weather and traffic. Be right back. One more segment with Peter as we continue on the morning show with Preston Scott. Show with Preston Scott. Guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Ten good minutes with Peter Schweitzer with us this morning, best-selling author. Peter, what's the uh, the next book going to be? Uh, well, I can't talk about it directly. Uh, the the uh, book is due August the 1st, and it'll be released mid-January. Um, but we've got a lot of uh, a very, very interesting material on, uh, let's just say, some very prominent people uh, uh, that might have even been on the stage last night. Uh, but it's a continued investigation of cronyism and corruption, and I think that people are going to find some very eye-popping information there. 
just at, at some of the financial ties that the family members of uh, American politicians enjoy and, and how they're self-enriching uh, in a way that I think is very disturbing and, and explains why we have uh, the swamp in Washington, D.C. and why it's so hard to drain it. Peter, you're no respecter party. In previous books, you let the chips fall where they may, whether it's Republicans, Democrats. Um, and, and so I'm guessing that this is the same approach you're taking here. You're just following where the information takes you. Yes. I mean, look, uh, what I always say is that corruption is a human nature problem. It's not a Republican problem or a Democrat problem. Uh, it's, it's something that our founders recognized in the founding documents, that when you give concentrated power uh, to individuals, um, some people are going to do great with that. But, but honestly, if you look at the record, far more are going to abuse their power, and they're going to use it for their political benefit, for the financial benefit of family members. Um, and we believe our, jo- our job at the Government Accountability Institute uh, is to expose that uh, and expose it on both sides. And we've done that consistently. We have a new podcast uh, out uh, called Drill Down TV. Uh, and uh, we just did a segment on uh, a, a, a hot Republican lobbyist. Uh, we've got a segment coming out on all the members of Congress from both uh, you know, sides of the aisle who are engaged in lobbying. Uh, they leave uh, Congress and they set up lobbying. And you have this interesting coalition that's been formed between, of all people, Ted Cruz and uh, AOC, uh, who are trying to ban that practice. Um, so that just shows you how widespread the problem is. Uh, speaking of AOC, what do you make of the rise of socialism in the Democrat Party? And is the only thing that's going to really thwart that a change in the education system in America's schools? Well, look, I think, yes, um, part of uh, the appeal of socialism is it's so simplistic. Um, and, uh, you know, who doesn't want everybody to have free health care? Uh, who doesn't want everybody to have free food? But when you start to think of the... Con- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Consequences of those policies, uh, you don't actually get those results. Uh, and I think one of the things that people often don't understand about socialism is Socialism's not the new, exciting uh, idea that's mm-hmm. the wave of the future. It's actually the oldest idea of governance in human history. There was a great book written a few years ago called The Socialist Phenomenon uh, by a Russian scholar. And he pointed out that when you look at the earliest cultures, the Mayans, uh, uh, the uh, Egyptians, uh, they were all governed by socialistic principles. Um, his point was that, that actually the new idea, the exciting idea, the innovative idea is free markets. If you look at the span of human history, that's really the new idea, and that's the idea that has delivered. So when Bernie Sanders or others are calling for centralized government, you're actually taking uh, America potentially back thousands of years. You're not moving it forward into the future. Peter, uh, we could talk for a long, long time. I'll, I'll ask one last question. Can the GOP win back the House? Uh, it's a great question. I, I always believe that, you know, it's, it's a battle of ideas and you have to have good candidates and you have to express your ideas in a forceful way. So, yes, I think it's possible. 
I also think, though, you're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, troubling dynamics uh, uh, involving big tech companies like Google, uh, who are really putting their thumb on the scales when it comes to the flow of information. So I think it's a constant battle and a struggle. I am an optimist by nature, uh, and I do think that, you know, our country has great days ahead of it. Um, but there are battles that need to be fought now uh, in order to achieve that future. Always love taking time with you, Peter, and I appreciate you letting me just steal some of it. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Preston. Great to uh, talk to you. Thank you very much. Peter Schweitzer with us this morning. Government Accountability Institute. That's the uh, group doing the research on things that matter to a whole lot of people that don't know that it matters to them. It's 16 minutes after the hour. It is The Morning Show with Preston Scott. UFLA on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. You have got what appears to be a dynamite sound. And iHeart's radio station. Hurts my head. I just get all tense when I hear that. When I when I hear that bump, I just get all tense. It didn't help that you, you were doing that. You were doing a two-fisted version of that. Wow. All right, what do you think that's, of Peter Schweitzer? Go ahead. That's my angry metal face. Is that what that is? Yeah, from back in the day where I used to have hair. Okay, what differentiates your angry metal face from just your angry face? Uh, the music? Or do that. I, I thought the angry I metal snarl. face was the the hook'em horns thing. Uh, no, no, not necessarily. No, okay. No. What do you think of Peter Schweitzer's final comment, which led perfectly to the next item in the rundown without even knowing it about Google, YouTube, the 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 search engines, the media outlets out there pushing their, their thumb, thumb on, on, the, the on the scale? Yeah, thought that was interesting. I heard a fascinating short piece of Rush yesterday. It's just, it's so much fun because I don't listen very much when I'm away from doing the show. I just, I read a ton. The stuff I have on in my office at home isn't generally news related. I don't often have Fox on in the background or any of the cable networks. When something's being covered, I'll scan through the networks a little bit, just see what everybody's saying for just a second or two. If I watch Fox, I tend to watch Brett Bear. I just, his credibility, I think, is really exceptional. Um, but I don't sit and watch that by appointment in any way, shape, or form. But as I was driving around, I flipped on Limbaugh and I caught just a segment. And it was a fascinating discussion that he was sharing that he had with James O'Keefe. He had a, he, he and James had a phone call and he was rolling tape, meaning Rush, for later, for he's airing it for his uh, newsletter, the, the, the insider thing that he does. Uh, what is it? Rush 24-7 or something like that. Anyway, and he was playing a few excerpts, but in setting it all up, he said that James O'Keefe, who, for those of you that do not know, James O'Keefe is the founder of Project Veritas. I've had him on the show once. Very difficult to pin down for a show like mine. But we did have him on the show once. And he's the guy that is now officially not just busted Planned Parenthood, but he's, he's no, it was another group that did Planned Parenthood. 
he uh, he's busted a lot of politicians, but he's really busted Google in a big way here, and by extension, YouTube. The thing that that he was pointing out to Rush is that what makes this so significant is not just confirmation of what we many of us really felt all along and we've heard from other people. But he said, what really hit me in the wake of this story was the whistleblower that they sat down and recorded the interview with did not go to the New York Times. They did not go to the Washington Post. Do I need to put up a screen? You're distracting me. I'm sorry. There, somebody was outside my, my window distracting do we, do we, me. Do we need to get a stick? <laughs> Baseball bat? But think about that. Someone went to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas whistleblowing on a major company that may be committing violations of law and did not go to the Times or the Post or any of the major, not CBS's 60 Minutes. They didn't go to any of those outlets. They went to Project Veritas. I never thought about that. In the in all of the tumult that that story is stirring up, it never occurred to me they went to James. I heard that the only way you can get an interview with James O'Keefe is to record him secretly. It could be. <laughs> it could be. YouTube is facing a massive backlash over this. Now, that begs the question, what do you do? I was watching a very lengthy video earlier in the last hour of YouTubers talking about how they're being censored by YouTube. Oh, and there's a, there's a gazillion of them. I found that odd that YouTube actually allowed that video. For now. Up. Or you decide that allowing people to complain about that, it helps you fight the perception. And you just keep doing what you're doing, killing major stories, major video clips, and so forth. 27 minutes after the hour. Time for news. Big stories in the press box and more on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Morning Show with Preston Scott. I say this calls for action and now nip it in the bud. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Moments away from talking about eggs. Scrambled. They're what's for breakfast. Eggs. No, they're what's for dinner tonight, sir. It's National Scrambled Eggs for Dinner Day. Can I have flapjacks to go with that? Whatever you want to make, make them. Have at it. By the way, I've never used the term flapjacks before. Just felt like saying it. I, it's just, yeah, I really want some flapjacks. Okay. I don't want pancakes. I want flapjacks. Flapjacks. With my scrambled eggs. Well, um, that's up to you. I'm sure, you know, I'm, on, I'm sure our guest, uh, Louise Howe, will have something to say about that. Maybe scrambled eggs on toast with... Uh, uh, Why not scrambled eggs on flapjacks? I you'd can, have a, you'd oh. have a full-size McGriddle. Ooh. 
Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. David Allen over there in Studio 1A. For those of you listening on WMMB, you get one more day plus this next half hour with me. Then you're back with Bill Mick on Monday. Why are you, you threatening have, folks? You have weathered the storm. Why are you threatening folks? I don't understand. You get one more full day with me. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, look, if anyone I haven't scared off yet, I just wanted you to know that you could spread the word that Bill will be back on Monday. Right. So they can come back, migrate back to the radio. Dial. And tomorrow's what's to be Friday. So if you didn't like it, you can call it and complain about it. There you it. go. Absolutely. We're, it's all fair game. Uh, Democrats last night, you couldn't hear it on the radio. They didn't want to push their, their debates out on the radio. Interesting, isn't it? But I, I think you could boil it down to this. Uh, Peter Schweitzer commented on it. We talked about it earlier. 72% of Americans are wrong or the 10 Democrats on the stage were wrong last night. And I think they really have a problem there. They are out of touch with, once again, this is, the, this is what plagued them in 2016, being out of touch with America. They are so determined to play to their fringes, which are extremists. And a very small percentage of the American public gets 70%, 70 plus percent of the country that say the economy's really good. And you got 10 Democrats sitting on stage yesterday going, no, it's not. So who's right? I suppose the previous eight years under Barack Obama, that was a good economy <sighs> to them. Not to the American people, though. And the American people seemingly voted. Other big story is is a local one that has huge ramifications throughout the state of Florida and really across the country. Parents of a victim shot at a basically just a random active shooting incident at a yoga studio here in Tallahassee. Uh, Jeff and Margaret Binkley, um, whether it was prodded by an attorney, whether they sought the attorney, I don't know, but they're suing the studio owner and the owner of the uh, building that they were renting where their studio is. And they're citing, citing negligence, failure to pr uh, take proper security measures to protect patrons. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I won't go into the weeds on all of this. I'll just say, if that's true then virtually every single business in this city, state, and nation can be sued for the exact same thing if an act of violence takes place in the workplace. In this case, it wasn't even a workplace. This guy just showed up. I feel very bad for the Binkleys, as I do any family that loses a loved one, for whatever the reason. But this is a misguided and I, I'll say the word, shameful lawsuit. The property owner probably has the resources to defend himself. The studio, no way. No way.
I don't know what who the attorney is. The attorney's not named in in the story here in the Tallahassee Democrat that I'm looking at. Might be in there, buried in there somewhere, but I didn't see it. I'll be anxious to find out who. But this is a disgraceful lawsuit that hurts all businesses of any kind, anywhere. 40 minutes after the hour, it's the morning show with Preston Scott. The entire world is sitting on a powder keg. Glenn Beck, 9 to noon on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. One minutes after the hour. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. Show number 4060. Thursday, June 27th, forever etched in your mind, not because it's June 27th. No, no. No, it's because it is National Scrambled Eggs for Dinner Day. And joining us from Nest Fresh Eggs is Louise Howe. Louise, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Okay, I, I, we, we were talking earlier. I knew eggs is what's for breakfast. So how do we get to National Scrambled Egg Day for dinner? <laughs> yeah, it is kind of funny, right? But, um, you know, our bodies, our preferred uh, source of fuel are carbs. So if you think about it, for dinner, our bodies are kind of, you know, easing into the day. We're lowering our energy. So we don't really need a ton of carbs, but what we do need is protein so our bodies can continue to rebuild and prepare for the next day. So eggs are really perfect for for dinner. (laughs) So did we invent National Scrambled Eggs for Dinner Day? How did we get to, to where we've got a day celebrating the classic egg for dinner? created by foodies in kind of an informal way just okay. to celebrate the beauty of the egg. So, you know, just, you know, foodies are as passionate as ever, and so that's how we got to National Scrambled Eggs for Dinner Day. you got to love it. I know that Nest Fresh eggs are found at Publix, so we go get our dozen of eggs, and uh, it, what's the trick to what what is considered the preeminent scrambled egg? Yeah, there are a couple tricks to making the perfect egg. Uh, some people use uh, milk and cream, but when you're using high-quality eggs, that's something that you don't really need. So you'll just want to whip a little bit of air into them. And uh, another trick, when you get them into the pan, make that perfect scrambled egg. Don't add salt too soon because it'll make the eggs water. You'll kind of have a chemical reaction in there that'll make the eggs water. You want to add the salt a little bit towards the end of the cooking process. It's things like that. And then also, you know, something else that I never thought of, uh, using a silicone spatula just make sure that you're using that so the eggs don't stick. And, uh, of course, wooden will work in a pinch, but it's just not as good as that rubber that meets the bottom of the pan. So it's, there's a few tricks like that that will make your dinner really delicious. The salt one, I can. I, my, my friend here, David Allen, his eyebrows went up, mine went up. Uh, that's a good tip there, Louise. But tell me about cooking temperature. There are some people that believe you don't even think about breaking that egg and dumping it in there um, after you've mixed it up, whipped it up, until the temperature gets up to where you want it. Other people say, no, heat it slowly. What do the experts tell us? It really is a preference. That's a great question. Uh, you know, we, we get lots of questions like that. That really, truly is a preference and also sort of depends on your recipe. 
Um, so I prefer to have my pan uh, nice and hot at the temperature I'd like to cook at, and then I make sure that my eggs are cracked in a separate dish and whipped up before I dump them into the pan just to make sure that everything looks safe and healthy. And, uh, and then once they get in the pan, I get them to where they need to be. But uh, also it depends on your recipe. Your eggs are going to be a little bit thinner if you uh, scramble them right in the pan. What about the – and you, when you say recipe, we only got a minute here. So you say recipe, whether it's throwing ham and cheese in there, whether it's throwing some, some peppers and going with kind of a, a Mexican flair. How many of those ingredients, if any, do you put in before the eggs are kind of cooked up? Yeah, another great question. Um, you know, again, sort of depends on your recipe. For a recipe like a quiche or uh, like egg cups that you can bake in a muffin tin, you want to mix all the ingredients right in there with the eggs before everything is cooked. But something like what we're making this season, the summertime scramble with tomato and basil, you want to add those ingredients sort of after the eggs start to cook and then the tomato and uh, the onions and anything else you add in there get a little bit of char from the pan. Nice. So get them infused into the eggs after they've cooked a little bit and then let the flavor get in there. Yep, exactly. Good stuff, Louise. Well done. <laughs> thanks for making a little time for us. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Have a great day. It's uh, Louise Howe with Nest Fresh Eggs. It is National Scrambled Eggs for Dinner Day. So go ahead, have some scrambled eggs for dinner tonight. Tell us what you did tomorrow on the program. It's uh, 46 minutes after the hour. Morning Show 180 brought to you by Prime Meridian Bank. Try my bank. Right now in Green Bay, Wisconsin, it's clear, sunny, and 69 degrees. Homer. Yep. Homer. Yep. Twins won last night again, beat Tampa for the second straight night. Just saying. In uh, Melbourne, it's 83. Under sunny skies, you're heading to 88 today, 87 chance of rain. About 20%. Panama City, the Gulf Coast. 78 and here in the capital city of florida where the morning show headquarters are located hq iheart radio tallahassee it's uh 77 degrees oh currently in studio 1a it's 76 in studio 1b it's 72 for those of you that are veterans out there you should know the legal clinic is today three to five at the american legion post 13 you need help uh, getting a driver's license issue resolved, child support, divorce, name change, landlord, tenant, other issues, um, free consultation or referrals for all veterans, regardless of income, is uh, is available to you. It's the Tallahassee Veterans Legal Collaborative. Uh, also, another reminder that on Saturday, Infinity Con is at the Tucker Center. I would imagine they're starting to set up even now. Don't you think? Uh, we're not setting up until Friday. We're? Well, I, I'm going to be there, a part of. I know that, but why would you be setting up tomorrow? Well, we have a tent and things that we have to put up. Why would you be setting up tomorrow? The event's Saturday. I can either set up tomorrow or a Saturday morning. Yeah, I'd go tomorrow, too. <laughs> <laughs> I would. That's well, our you day get to, to sleep see in. Every, well, no, you also get to see everything. You might get a chance to get to that video game trailer without a bunch of other people there. 
I don't know if it'll be operational, but we'll we'll see. Also, 4th of July, remember, the uh, Vietnam Veterans of America Big Ben Chapter Number 96 will be doing the fifth annual recreation of the original reading of the Declaration of Independence in Philadelphia by Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin's going to be here. On motorcycle. He will uh, come with a uh, riding in on a motorcycle. Yes. Yeah, I-, I could see that. If Ben was alive today, I think he would be a motorcycle rider. Harley? Indian? Yes. What do you think? Yes. Both? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. All right. Tomorrow on the program, my farewell to those of you listening on WMMB. <laughs> it's not like you're never It'll coming be, back. Well, I probably am not. They're going to they're, <laughs> they're going to like get all the reviews and go, yeah, we don't need to do this ever again. I think people Bill, actually took the time to write on paper hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Mick will be back on Monday, and I'm quite certain that they'll they'll have an a a meeting and say to bill you will never take a vacation again if that's what we get uh we've got what's to be friday tomorrow good news and geologist greg wrightstone uh emailed me reached out he wants to share something about what's going on in oregon that uh has some impact on the nation so very busy show already set up for tomorrow Morning Show 180, look back at the program in 180 seconds or less. Democrats held their debate last night. We didn't spend much time talking about it. I figured, look, if you didn't want to push it out on the radio to begin with, then why should we take radio time to talk about it at all? Except I didn't know that at the time. I just found that out this morning, uh, which is interesting because you would think you would want your message to as many people as possible to try to win them over. But see, there's there's the catch with illiberalism, socialism, and Democrats, they don't want people to know what they really think. It wouldn't surprise me if we find out that it was on NPR, but I, I don't know one way or the other on that. Uh, 72% of Americans say the economy is just fine. Well, 10 of the Democrats that were on stage, and oh, by the way, there were only 10, disagree. They think the economy's in peril. Well, 72% of America says otherwise. Uh, Democrats also, along with the media, have changed their tune. Um... Apparently, what's going on at the border is no longer a manufactured crisis. It's a real one. Wow. Imagine if they'd have gotten on board when we first started talking about it. Uh, what, like three decades ago? Parents of a hot yoga shooting victim, Mara Mar- Mar- Binkley, suing the studio and the property owner, citing uh, failure to take proper security measures. I think it's a misguided, uh, I think it's a shameful lawsuit. I really do. I'm anxious to find out the attorney behind it. It's 56 minutes after the hour. Glenn Beck is up next. You have yourself a great day. Thanks, as always, for listening. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.